I just came back from the salon. And for the record, I went with a sassy little bob and quiet luxury shade of blonde. Yes, that's literally what we're calling it, quiet luxury. Aside from trips to the salon, I don't actually blow out my hair. My hair is naturally wavy, and that's why I love Way. Way's new anti-frizz cream is a lightweight cream that provides immediate frizz control that lasts for up to 72 hours. I know that I have a limited amount of time <laughs> with wet, wavy hair in which to get myself in order. And that is why I love the anti-frizz cream. It has notes of bergamot, Italian lemon, violet, and more. And it smells un. Believable, Truly, as someone who is a little bit sensitive to scents, I put this in my hair and I feel great. It also genuinely pairs well with my perfume, which I appreciate. I don't blow out my hair because after years of color processing and attempting to make it straight, I know it looks better and stays healthier when I avoid blow drying, which is why I love the anti-frizz cream. I've used products, especially with wavy hair, where it feels heavy and looks kind of wet. And that's why I love Waze Anti-Frizz Cream because it enhances the natural waves in my hair. I still look like me, just a little elevated. And P.S. I am way obsessed with Waze's other bestsellers. Their leave-in conditioner, detox shampoo, my personal favorite. Frizz free up your schedule with Way. Go to T-H-E- O-U-A-I dot com and enter promo code Andy for 15% off any product. That's T-H-E-O-U-A-I dot com with promo code Andy. Conversations around wellness and weight loss can be complicated. There's the Instagram filter we all see on IG and social media and then IRL. And between $20 smoothies and daily ice baths, everyone is doing the most to hack the health system. But there's a better way. Roe. Roe provides access to the most popular weight loss shots on the market. Over 200,000 people have already chosen Roe to help them lose weight. And you can sign up from the comfort of your own home. No scheduling a doctor's appointment, commute to the doctor's office, and no waiting rooms. The Roe Body Program pairs a weekly shot with healthy lifestyle changes so you can lose 15 to 20% of your weight in a year on average and actually keep it off. Of course, medication must be paired with diet and exercise modifications in order to achieve any stated results. Medication cost is not included in the program. Patients must pay for medication separately. With Roe, average weight loss is 15 to 20% in one year with healthy lifestyle changes. BMI and other eligibility criteria apply. Go to roco slash andysgirls. You can sign up today and you'll pay just $99 for your first month and $145 a month after that. Medication costs are separate. That's ro.co slash andysgirls. Sign up today. Aaron's penis might be enormous, and so is my heart. I'll go with the flow when my ashes are scattered. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> oh. Dark. Yeah, I That's... told you it'd be dark. I love a thinker and I love one that's dark. 
You guys, it's Andy's Girls. It's episode 99. Oh my, the penultimate to AG100, hashtag AG100. And you guys, it's Andrew's Girls. I am so excited to be joined by a new guest to AG. I'm popping your cherry. Oh my God, I'm Barbara Kay. You are Barbara Kay. You are a friend to AG and we'll see if we give you an apple. I might be Anne actually. You might be who? Anne, that like country music star oh, that's been God. like appearing in the yeah wind every now and then i don't know yeah the former real estate her friend is yeah. that what you're talking about the one that like looks like a patsy klein song she does she yeah. looks like a, a western ad but she was yeah. a model with lou and now they just hang out on Perfect. camera or whatever you guys i'm so excited to be joined by none other than jordan valu writer producer new york super fan it's true it's true thank you for having me Beverly Hills astrologer, perhaps mm-hmm. you're going to tell us all of your thoughts on Puppygate. I am so excited that you're here. So we met several months ago, a year ago. Yeah, what it the was fuck in the happened? summer. It was like August or something. Oh, my God. It's such a blur. It's such a the life, you guys, Life Incorporated. So we met working on a project with Ryan Houlihan where we played, I played fantasy football with Ryan mm-hmm. about different Real Housewives and what was the contest it was like who is the best or who is my yeah, favorite no it, I think it was who's the best Real Housewives I think it was the best it was like a smackdown of um who would win in a fight or something yeah Their it was favorites. like intra franchise and like other shit and then like whittled it down and who won did Bethany win it was like between Bethany and Leanne I want to say I think Leanne won did Leanne win I think she did Holy shit. Guys, you can dig that video up somewhere. Like, Alta Vista it. Ask Jeeves. He's a big fan of everything ever. Um, So tell me everything. When did you start? So you were a um, Real Housewives recapper, mm-hmm. which is yes. phenomenal. So when did you start your lifetime obsession with these crazy, um, insane people that we love so much? Oh, God. Okay. So I'm a latchkey kid. Because I'm an only child. So I would just get home and like, it would be, you know, what's on TV. Oh. So I started very early. Wait, you were a child when the Real Housewives started? P.S. So was I. I'm just double checking that we're both also 19 and a half. I want to say I was like 13 or 14. Yeah, ditto. How amazing that I I was also. (laughs) Both of our eyes right now just look insane. (laughs) They're dead. They're dead on the inside. One of mine's on the floor. Phenomenal. Um, So wait, so tell me everything. So which which show did you start watching? OC. I've been with them since the beginning. Are you an OG? Yeah. I am also an OG. Now, how did you get drawn into everything ever? Being gay, maybe. Phenomenal. Yeah. Yeah. Just, you know, it it was... Your homosexual card. It was like on the back of the membership card was like a photo of Luann. Yeah. Everyone was talking about like Laguna Beach. And I was like, sure. And then, (laughs) you know, like it just, it wasn't my style. And then I got Laguna Beach with like people over 50 and was like, what is this? Wait, so did you ever watch Laguna Beach? Uh, no, I think I've maybe seen like one episode. I never understood why so many people wanted to have sex with Stephen Coletti. He just is unattractive. He was like a, he was just like a dumb, like maybe he's like American cute where this internationally is going to do absolutely nothing for nobody, but specific to like wherever the fuck, oh, they were in Laguna Beach. I just was about to say wherever the fuck they are in California. And guess what, you guys? I got a clue and it's in the title. Um, 
he just wasn't it wasn't a lot but the um bitchiness i was super into like lc Kristen, who now has a surprisingly entertaining show on e which i don't know have you seen Kristen cavalier's reality show i have not it's it's surprisingly good the second season just started it's like not great but the first season was top notch i'll have to check it out you have to check it out so you started watching with oc and you were like i'm gay Ladies, yeah, here I like am. A, I am, you know, obsessed with you. Instant sugar rush. Pupils really? dilated and everything. What is this? So have they're you? They're in a restaurant and they're screaming. Oh my god! Yes. Yeah. Hashtag quiet women. Um. <laughs> hashtag it's on my plate. Have you been there? Uh, no, I've never been to Orange County or thereabout. I haven't had the pleasure. Have you? I have been to the Quiet Woman. Oh my God, what was that experience like? Um, it was fine. I think I probably had like 50 glasses of rosé and was as, just like- As one ca- should. You know, like my version of Disneyland, just sitting in like a mostly empty oh bar God. with a glass of rosé, switching between that and tequila with my friend. Yeah. Just like, oh my God, that man's using the bathroom. Oh my like, God, I love it. Just like Kelly Dodge, you sit over there. Yes, you, you could know? get into that stall and like have a fake prayer, mm-hmm. like Lydia or whatever, and yeah. then Ooh. make faces in a window like Kelly. I mean, that's, that is like magic. I mean, any place where you can go into- a crazy historic Real Housewives episode is like my personal Disneyland. They really are historic landmarks. And I hope that none of those businesses that they've ever gone to shutter. I totally agree. Like if I went to Atlanta for whatever reason, I my first stop would be Old Lady Gang followed by what's the name of her actual clothing store? I forget. Followed by Swag. Like I would, isn't that the name of no, Nini's? No, Swag's Nini's, yeah. Yeah, but her, but Candy's is like Tags or something. I she forget. She has so many businesses. Like, she has I can't so many. I'm super into them. Like, but there are certain landmarks. I mean, we're fortunate in that, you know, this is New York City. We're sitting on the Upper East on a couch, on a gorgeous couch on the Upper East Side that I got for like $1.50. Um, and, you know, Dorinda lives a couple avenues over. Ramona lives a couple avenues over. Jill used to live very close nearby. Like, it's just crazy. I know. Have you with- seen them in the wild? I have not. My roommate recently saw Dorinda um, with her daughter, Hannah, at a Bed Bath & Beyond looking slightly perplexed. That and, sounds about right. Right? Um, wait, who have I met that's in New York? I mean, like, Lou, I've interacted with a couple times. Um, Dorinda. Oh, wait. No, just kidding. I met several of these people at the when I went to the Jill Zarin luxury lunch last year. Um yeah, and I feel like I've had moments with some of them either interviewing them or otherwise, but I'm not – I mean, like, Kristen Takeman has been on the show several times and is lovely. Um, yeah, they're interesting. I mean, the, the interesting thing is, like, T. Kyle was on the show recently, mm-hmm. and he was talking about how truly these women truly are the way they are off camera, on camera. Like, Ramona is – Bananasville like she's a double scoop um in real life and on TV and that's why we love watching them on TV but that also means like do I really want to hang out with this like if they weren't on a TV show if they weren't a part of this culture that we love Mm -hmm. so dearly are these people that we would want in our lives god no no No. it's like you could have a favorite housewife and if they weren't a housewife would you want that person in your life Unlikely, but that's a different set of qualifications. So who's your, like, if you had to pick one housewife over the zillions, who is your, like, one true love? They can be complicated. Well, all these women are fucking complicated. But they can be complicated. They can be whatever. Like, who is the the housewife? 
oh, heaven it's for you. Totally, Luann. You that's it's Luann so interesting. Everyone, I love. <gasps> I, yeah, I listen to Are the pod. Are you and just saying yeah. that no, to suck no, up to me? Because no. I just want to let you know that compliments go very far. No, I love both of their journeys <gasps> and what complicated, horrible disasters like chemical spills these women. Oh my and god, I just love them. So tell me, so what is it about Lou specifically that you love so much? It's hard to track because Lou is so complicated. She's so her, complicated. Yeah, like if I made a flow chart, it would just be oh my God. insane. I mean, there's the bullshit from the first few seasons. God where bless. She was just, you know. Class with a countess. A mythologist. Yes, like just amen. Us her <laughs> <laughs> she was. Like she was like written on an urn. She totally and, was. And then, you know, just she really stopped giving a fuck. And I love that. I absolutely can't agree with you more. And what about Shannon? I mean, aside from everything. Shannon I love because I see the worst aspects of myself in her. Yes. And I love seeing that on TV. I love that we have a housewife who, and and it gets overbearing and ugly. Yeah. Like it gets really dark. But I love that she's, you know, stomping around like my pants won't zipper. And she's got like the top of a fleet stuck in her asshole yes. and, you know I mean because it's interesting who doesn't have body issues everyone does hers veers a little bit on like mania fixation mm-hmm. quasi maybe paranoia where it's like I need to communicate that I gained weight before one of you talks about it or before one of you makes a comment and I struggle with weight issues yeah. everybody in their life and who like has some sort of she's what insecure brain in an interesting way yeah like or relatable way like yeah, Vicky's so? insecure in a very interesting way where I would definitely read like 15,000 words about that yeah um but Shannon is you know just relatable I, to the extreme of course but I yeah. love that there's a version of that it's not just you know the typical fare of housewives yeah I think Shannon is a great perspective for anybody that has like body issues which everyone does mm-hmm. to be able to like look at her and say you know, it's possible to get through it, but that shouldn't be your primary focus. Like if your narrative is I've lost weight because of X, or I've gained, both, if I've lost weight because of X, Y, and Z, or I've gained weight because of X, Y, and Z, and that's how you're like introducing your spirit into the room, that is not a great sign. Yeah. I think of her chugging kettle in that hotel room before mm, like sex with David. All I the know time. after the vow renewal yeah. when he's like, what are you doing? And she's like, I just need to have a drink. Mm-hmm. Like that is not terrific, but Shannon certainly is. Yes. And I love that. So which show do you watch? Have you seen which shows are your like favorites Ooh, in the Bravo sphere or just like yeah. in terms of housewives? Yeah. Yeah. Um, both. I love Vanderpump rules. Obvs. Um, I think New York is the crown jewel. Like, that's the coal that's keeping, like, the train moving. Yeah. Um, to be honest. Yeah. Uh, Beverly Hills, the beginning, I love. Mm-hmm. It's a little boring. Yeah. Not a fan. Mm-hmm. I mean, I enjoy watching it, but mm-hmm. if I had to pick a place to go, it wouldn't be there. That's not my first stop. Yeah. Atlanta's great. Um, but and probably New York and Vanderpump Rules, I think, are the strongest. I my love favorites. that. Uh, speaking of all things Atlanta, um, Mazel Tov to Portia Williams and her fiance, Dennis McKinley, who welcomed a baby daughter today. Her today. sister, Lauren, who we all know from the show, revealed it on Instagram. She shared a shot of her 
text with Dennis and wrote and it said she's here and we haven't heard any name or weight or whatever yet but she has said repeatedly on social media that her baby girl would be PJ as in Portia Jr. which she said that Dennis wanted. I love that. Do you? I think it's interesting. I think if the child is never actually referred to as Portia Jr. and remains PJ forever I'm super into it. Yeah, I don't know that I love literally Portia Jr. like on its face. I mean she's a hundred percent going to call that kid Portia Jr. Like we're going to hear that a million times on the show. Yeah, because it's going to be like her little baby doll. But you know what? Men do it all the time and she's flipping the script. So big fan. She is flipping the script. But but like if a man is like a John Jr., is he referred to as Junior? I mean, like Junior is usually like the end of the name. Like Portia, like Junior is Portia Jr.'s middle name, which is the, the change. Like, you know, if it's like... um. Joe Schmo and his yeah. son is Joe Schmo Jr. Portia's child is going to be named Portia Jr. McKinley. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's like a little, it's fun. It's fun. It's eclectic. She's not naming her child orange or like scissors yeah, or just something. just left a really bad aftertaste in my mouth. I need to go like <laughs> rinse real quick. Um, it's an Stop. interesting choice. But listen, mazel to Portia. She's wanted this for so long. I'm so glad that she didn't, you know, stay married to that monster that she was with who was just awful and is in a relationship with someone who's somehow comes up with gobs of money because hot dogs are very in mm-hmm. and um, wish them the best. And maybe we'll talk a little bit about Atlanta later on, but first, I hope so. <laughs> I mean, amen. Um, first things first, couple things, guys, I announced a special announcement on Andy's girls yesterday, which is the exciting news that the upcoming 100th episode, which is the next episode of Andy's Girls, a really monumental, historic, um, other word for historic, the Soros word for historic announcement, episode situation. I'm just saying words out loud and someone will string them together. Um, The 100th episode, our next episode, is going to be the first ever Andy's Girls awards show, a.k.a the Andes. Oh my God. Isn't that an OMFG moment? And guys, here's how you participate. Listeners submit categories like the cat, like whatever the hell they want. Um, uh, a category to be on our amazing awards show. It's like a mega ultimate satchels of gold. And then um, myself and a panel of Andy's Girl Superstar co-stars are going to whittle those bad boys down. We're going to have some nominees and it's going to be voting um, Dancing with the Stars style uh, on social media. So in order to enter and participate, follow me on Twitter at Sarah Galley, on Instagram at Dame Galley. And I put up this announcement yesterday and I got so many responses. Um, so if you want to comment straight on my fo- on the first image on Instagram that has this amazing graphic for this 100th episode, you guys totally can in the next day or two. And then we're going to close those category submissions because we got to get on to the main act, which is voting for all of these stupid motherfuckers that we love so dearly. I mean, there were so many category suggestions. Biggest Housewives Scammer Award. Um, craziest food moment Ryan nominated himself as or maybe and others for best Ryan Houlihan the most in debt housewife 
Um, there <clears throat> were. Yeah, I mean, yeah, but I, I always bring up Mikhail, which is so unfair because I'm one of four people that watched DC. Um, but guys, I'm so impressed. I got like flooded in my um, Insta stories with your submissions. I'm looking at some of the others that I got. Housewife, we were happy to say goodbye to House Husband with the Biggest Eggplant. I think we know who wins that award. Um, Best Housewives spinoff, which is... So good. And I immediately was like, oh, my God, so many. Although I haven't seen every spinoff. I still have not seen That's Candy's like ski trip and whatever. the Emmys where, like, someone has, like, four slots for, like, writing. Where it's, like, four <laughs> modern families. So they'll just be Candy and then, like, I know. It's going to be, like, Candy and, like, the all the different things that Bethany has done in her um, career. Best taglines. Best villain. All around best franchise. Best limo fight, nominating that. Right oh now. my God, Amen. Best um, season one finale limo fight. Best housewife who stole another housewife's house. Um, best watch what happens live guest. Um, housewife who's most in denial. Um, best never a housewife always a friend. Oh, can Barbara Kay maybe qualify for that, or is she? Too I think soon? she's getting a special award. I think she should get a special award and maybe it comes with one of her like monogrammed hammers or whatever the fuck. Biggest fraud, biggest tantrum. Oh my God. So good. most confusing fight. I mean, I think a lot of you would nominate um, Lucy Lucy Apple Juicy for that. I just am so excited with everything that you guys have submitted so far. So please tweet me, hashtag Andy's Girls. Um, Instagram, you can slide into my DMs, although I always love it when you comment directly on photos and or respond to Insta stories. Um, that way I can make sure that I respond to everybody. And Guys, it's going to be crazy next week. Like these categories are phenomenal and I'm so excited. So continue to submit them. And also if you want to submit like an Andy's Girl specific category, like um, best cackle or um, I can't think of anything, craziest moment on the show or something, you totally should because I think that would be really fun, especially in recognition of our pod extravaganza. And also speaking of extravaganza, Ryan Houlihan and I, after last week's episode, took a little walk to Petco because I decided I needed a pet, but I am... Is that it right there? That is it right there. We're staring at it. Um, We didn't see any... um, uh, reputable options the day he and I went and then I walk was walking home the other day and was like let me just go into Petco like late at night and I spent an hour in Petco looking at betta fish and trying to understand which one had like the best like mood and energy and I saw one and I was like oh my god it's Vicky but I felt like and that's the one you picked no definitely that not was the best mood I was energy. like I was like I was afraid I felt like if I picked Vicky I did it because she frightened me, but I didn't feel a connection. And then there were all these blue beta fish that were assholes, like mean. Every single blue beta fish was horrible. So I was like, those are all Ramona. I can't take Ramona blue. I cannot take her home with me. And then I saw this like one little guy and I loved it. And I asked listeners to send me. So I took him home. He's like, we're staring at him right now. He's on my counter. I accidentally initially put him near our stove and my roommate was like, let's maybe not cook him. And I said, oh, terrific. Mother of the year. And so now he's near the stove, which is probably still problematic, but we're just going to play that out. So I asked listeners, send me names for my bravo beta fish and um a listener sent me archie bador oh my god and i was yeah. like this is it like because this fish is super friendly we're, star- we're staring at him right now 
Um, maybe he'll be a guest on a future episode. I'll just hold the mic up to the bowl and he'll tell us how his thoughts and feelings. And he lives in a bowl next to a photo of Shannon and myself. And I am super into him. So shout out to you, listener, for sending me that excellent, excellent suggestion. Oh, now he's swimming backwards. He's probably almost dead. It's fine. Um, love him. And so that's where we are. I have a packed, we have a hundredth episode coming up. There is so much to talk to you about. I want to dive right in. So are you okay if we talk about um, Beverly Hills? Uh, Yes. (laughs) Okay. So I want to start off because here's the thing. I watched Beverly Hills several times. There was a lot happening and I felt like my God, we are so blessed. Like after a rough year in 2018 of Bravo um, work, I feel like we're so right back on top with so many of these shows. We are. And I feel like they listen to us and Bravo, shout out to you because I really appreciate it. Like I I know that people are tired of Doggate. I personally can't get enough of it. I watched this week's episode several times, including just now, just before we started. And I feel like it's giving me so much and I understand so many perspectives on it. And I'm still like slightly wishy-washy, but maybe not really. So I want to start with a satchel from a listener, Satchel of Gold from Meg in Boston, who has some thoughts on um, what happened with this puppy situation with Lucy Lucy, Apple Juicy, who, P.S., I wonder what her now forever owner, hopefully, fingers crossed, thinks of this whole thing like did she keep lucy lucy apple juicy's name i hope she didn't change it she or he or i feel they. like they have no idea like that dog Can is just because we haven't seen lucy lucy apple juice right we haven't seen since maybe she'll yeah. come to the reunion since lvp probably won't i mean that would be great to get the dog's perspective could you imagine like it's not the first bitch to show up yeah. i mean there we you go said it, i did not i mean okay so here is meg from boston satchel When Teddy was apologizing to Dorit, it seemed like Erica seemed super pushy about making sure Dorit just accepted what Teddy did so they could move on and focus on LVP. As Teddy was apologizing, Erica was like, see, she's taking ownership. She's apologizing. Good for her. And while I'm still not team LVP, it did seem like they are just feeling like, okay, Teddy lies, but let's just ignore that and take down Lisa. I don't know. I feel like they felt that, okay, Dorit, look at this. See, Teddy said she was sorry. Let's forgive her immediately. And let's not forget in the Bahamas, Teddy was like, I have never, ever, ever lied. Sort of similar to saying I've never been with multiple partners in my life. Like very screechy caps lock. So I think that's interesting because it felt like the energy this week on Beverly Hills was really seeing the two groups come together and Dorit sort of formally making the choice to say, you know, Teddy, you done fucked up, but Mm -hmm. I believe you. There really should have been like a court TV logo instead of a Bravo one during that exchange. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Are you into that? A little bit. I mean, let's be real. Erica was Dorit's legal counsel during that. She and she was. advised her client not to say a fucking word. And she said, and don't off. believe it anyone. Really did. She said, absolutely don't believe anyone. Dorit said 20 words that episode or at that she, party. And you know what? Maybe that's why I like the episode so much. She was like, oh, I don't like, um, I love working. I hate being whatever I normally am. Look at me um, posing for a magazine that was probably created literally just so she could pose for it and is now disbanded and done. Mm-hmm. So what are your thoughts? Are you team LVP or team everyone else? 
you know what? It's complicated because this has been such a long time coming. Yeah. And for years, I've been like, get her the fuck off the show. Who's stick the her? her? LVP? Least, yeah. Oh, really? Just stick her and sir where she belongs. Let her run that ship. Oh. Do a Tom Tom thing. Oh. Get that going. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and now that it's actually happening, mm-hmm. I'm just every week like, but not like this. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just full of regret that well, I ever wished it. Tell me why. I love, I think Dorit is so funny. I mean, she's horrible, but she's. Like, Accidentally, inadvertently. Yeah, like she's an SNL yeah. character. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's something that like Chris and Wig cooked up and like set out into the universe. <laughs> yes. And I love it. Yeah. I love that about her. Yeah. But I really don't like that like she's going to be what helps the other women like turn mm-hmm. the tides. Yeah. I don't like, and Lisa's brother just, you know, passed away. That's mm-hmm. rough. I don't like the way it's going down. I really don't. Do you think that Teddy is lying? Um, a little bit. I don't think she's telling the whole truth and I'm sure that we'll have like some development in a few episodes, Mm -hmm. but, um, I also don't really care because I don't really care about Teddy because what would the show be without LVP? The show here is, that's an interesting thing that you said that because, you know, on this week's episode, we got that raw footage that no one had ever seen before of the moment when after Camille is like, um, Mm -hmm. and, and now we've said it and, um, I felt like it's so interesting to see LVP in that role. It's so interesting for Bravo to keep that in the vault and then release this never before seen footage essentially to bury her or at least to support the argument, maybe not bury her, but support the argument that she has done this before and that they have it on tape that other women are accusing her of mm-hmm. um, telling uh, are accusing her of like being the puppeteer and telling them what to say on camera. And I thought that was really interesting. I also felt like I was watching her run after her mini ponies in her garden with like the glorious Denise Richards. That was the first time they have ever been out of that pen. And I am in their life. They were running. They, they were running for freedom into the house. I know and go straight through that glass door <laughs> <laughs> into the hills. Oh my God. Probably near one of those terrifying swans. Um, Yeah. I, I just feel like LVP is so has always been so important because no matter how much money she actually has, and she definitely has like serious money. Yeah. I mean, she's not, you know, batting an eyelash when she's at home goods. No. Um, she is so, um, she has like a unique kind of wealth. She is that woman that has like special pink and purple silk shirts made that are probably a fortune. Her house is very specific. Her restaurants are very specific. They feel like money. They feel like rich, but not in an ostentatious way. It's almost really like in a dynasty way. It feels very escapist, very beautiful, glamorous. She feels like what you imagine a star of some sort, whether it's like TV or movies or whatever, the life that someone in Beverly Hills lives. Like I have been to LA only a couple times. I'm in New York. I'm essentially a New Yorker now, but I'm a New England girl. Um, and so my idea of like what someone lives, like, like how they live in Beverly Hills is pretty close to how LVP represents her life to be like where it is very glamour. It's very Rolls Royce and whatever else. And like, yeah, she's going to like fly in a private plane to Ohio to look at like a lame pony just in case she wants to add to her collection. Can we talk about that for a second? Yeah, I think, and I firmly believe this, that's when everything went downhill for her. She shunned that little Pony. pony with the 
little oh, malformed no. leg and it was all oh, downhill. Her little pony. Yep. It's possible. Yeah, it's I think possible. that pony like put a little curse on her. I just think that LVP, it's a good point. Her, I think that her brand's going to be saving animals and she's like, no thanks. <laughs> well, it was maybe sick or whatever. I actually don't even know what lame means. She was, it, like, she was like, that thing's going to need like a, a boot. I know. Oh my God. That's what it was made pony. for. Yeah. It would need like a corrective boot oh. and she's not about that. Adrian just heard you say Maloof Hoof and somewhere the door's a little sparkly hair thing just fell a strand fell out of her head um and i just think that lvp is really important like you look at certain cast members they don't necessarily need to be ogs but they have a very distinct flavor that is very specific to their franchise and lvp is one of those people where she is truly living the life that's represented on this show we love so much and so the idea of losing her losing her humor which mm-hmm. is so important well, even if it's shady in a few no i mean years. it's it's always and it's and her humor is usually coded in like some sort of like passive aggressive joke and she's sly and whatever else and she's british but and at least she's humor. making jokes no one else is right I, that's the point is that she's making jokes and she's interesting and i think about what next season is going to be like and i'm so excited for camille's current audition for a full-time diamond and she's a thousand percent gonna get it like she is shining brighter by the week whether or not you like her or agree with her, it sort of doesn't matter to me, similar to LVP, because you know she's going to be quality TV and she's willing to take positions that other people won't. And I love that about her. Um, I want to see the inside of that trailer. The inside of that trailer. Yeah, she's like living in a trailer now. Oh, yeah, because of the house. It's probably amazing. I wish um, I feel worse, felt worse about the house, but I cannot wait for when she's like, I'm homeless. Oh. <laughs> No. As if she doesn't. I listen. I I feel bad about. Yeah, you know, what I feel bad. But I'm homeless. Come on. I mean, it's sort of homeless, like Bethany was homeless, where it's you're, you're being shuttled between. Well, no, Bethany didn't star. have a house. Camille has yeah. like nine. Yeah, she does. She well, I think she sold some of them, but she She's probably like, still I'm has homeless Hawaii. In zip code. I like, know. Oh, Camille Donatachi Grammar, new married last name. Um, so it's just kind of it's interesting for me. I mean, ultimately. Listen, it's complicated. This whole thing with Teddy, I do believe Teddy's side generally, but I also think Teddy needs to make sure that she's accountable for the beginning of the undoing. When I would she hope was, so. She's right. an accountability coach. I know. Absolutely. When she was omitting information, like when she shared that screenshot in... um at the, ba- the Bahamar where she's it's just like a little screenshot of a text image and she's not sharing everything else and you know she's doing that you know maybe to like focus attention on the text mm-hmm. but it's really because she was saying shady shit about Dorit now it's interesting to me that this whole news um this week came that Teddy was saying that the reason that she was so invested in bringing down Dorit was not just because they were enemies at that point but also because she was told Dorit had been locking up Lucy Lucy Apple Juicy in her basement. And I am slightly confused by that because where did that rumor come from? It's it's kind of like, wait, because I feel like that is a huge piece of evidence. Like if I I took screenshots of all, because I'm a psychopath, of all of the texts that she was like showing in her confessionals. And I didn't see, I could have missed it, absolutely. But I didn't see an example of that story being told and I think that's a huge piece of this I don't know why we're not getting more details like details how so like one you just said like why aren't we getting the full story it's like okay I don't even really know what the fight's about 
because it's, it's really now about the setup. It's not about. Well, yeah, I keep yeah. saying over and over again. Yeah. It's not about the um, I just forgot what I was going to say. It's not about the crime. It's, it's about, about the, the cover up. up. Yeah. And that is true. But I think this week it was evolved ever so slightly because it is also about the crime. And I am still confused how LVP knew to text Dorit that Teddy knows, but somehow didn't know that her employees were conspiring with Teddy to bring up the dog situation on Vanderpump at the Vanderpump dogs. Like, I think she definitely knew. And I think when she starts to freak out, mm-hmm. like when Teddy was like, um, Oh, you know, she said that same joke and then she, she ran off. Yeah. She yeah. Yeah. Part of it. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think she just didn't maybe want to be a part of it. She was like, I, I, this is, I can't deal with this. I think that what she tried to do is as in like maybe John Sessa or whatever. Yeah. can take through right. the ball into motion. And she was like, I, I can't deal with this right now. I think it's sort of the reason that these women are sort are upset is not because anyone necessarily thinks she was trying to shame the fuck out of Dorit, which is how it's coming across. But I don't think that's the actual story. I think this is triggering for women for these women, the fact that in past seasons, allegedly LVP has genuinely done this off camera. You say this to this, you say this to this person, whatever. I mean, that moment with Camille from season two, this raw footage was, I think, feel free to disagree with me, but. Well, I think that's difficult because I thought about it afterwards. Okay. I really think that that was omitted because part of season two and getting Camille back to do season two was cleaning up her image that she's yeah, yeah, delusional yeah. that yeah. she's you know a psycho that she's a liar that she's the most hated housewife that was on the cover yes. of something yeah yeah I yeah I think yeah. it was us in touch. yeah 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 I think it was I, us because I bought yeah, it yeah. Um, <laughs> amazing 100% I mean obvs. Um yeah I think that's what that was about I think that's why it was omitted I mean I'm sure they have a million hours of footage of her how does that make Camille look bad um because it makes it look like it was produced and not an organic moment of her standing up and saying like I think because let's intervene. LVP does bring it up. Yeah. And then Camille is the one who kind of just flies off the handle. Uh-huh. I mean, we don't really see Lisa doing anything even though that was uh, very obviously at the point of that tea party was to shame mm-hmm. Taylor for not inviting her to like that Ramada in whatever it was but, for that award she didn't even win. Yeah. Um, but uh, but ta- Taylor turned it on LVP. I mean, Taylor was trying to say, mm-hmm. like, this is why you're a bad person, this, this, and this. And yeah, then it kind and of she shifted. she punted it right back. And Camille took the ball and ran. She didn't know she was doing it. But... You know what? Saying this out loud, it's interesting to me. I wonder if the reason... I hadn't thought about this until just now, but I wonder if the reason that LVP had told Camille to say it out loud is because she knew that she was going to get cornered. And she was... She didn't want to say it back to Taylor because it would feel like um, a game of like ping pong and that that was the, you know, weapon that she was going to be able to use in order to win the match. And instead she was like, let me have let me have Camille do it so that I can immediately say that Camille is right. But I don't have to be the one to say it, especially if I think that there's a target on my back. Maybe I think that's probably overthinking it. I think it really was. I mean, Camille's going through a divorce at this point. Yeah. Taylor has a terrible marriage that everyone knows about. They know about the abuse. They know about she's crumbling. It's very apparent. Totally. Um, They're sitting there talking, but they're Mm -hmm. talking around that issue. And I think for Camille, who's very much going through something similar, Mm -hmm. not to that extent, Mm -hmm. is why she's like, why she flew off the handle and was like, Mm -hmm. you know, we don't say this, Taylor. Mm -hmm. We should be talking about this. Yeah. And then without having seen any other footage, if we had just seen her leaving 
Lisa Vanderpump's house and going, wow, you really set me up there. Mm -hmm. It just looks like Camille is just, you know, shifting that blame onto her because it's easier. We don't Mm -hmm. have any other anything else you know so you don't feel that with lucy lucy apple juicy oh i definitely think lvp is a master manipulator has been producing the show the whole time right but i you know it's interesting i mean this no is no one what, else is gonna do it no one else is gonna do it which is true that's a good point and she has been really good about this in the past and i don't think that the reason that she's getting buried now is because teddy is smarter than anyone else i think it's just it was sort of a comedy of errors in the fact that something got a little sloppy, maybe it's because she involved two employees who had all this shit in texts. I mean, I don't know why they wouldn't do all of this over the phone where there's no record of it. It's much easier to have plausible deniability if you don't have um, a communication. Um, That's because crazy. these women would rather like rip out their extensions then talk to each other on the yeah, phone yeah they're not yeah, friends that's the problem i mean yeah that's a good point too i just think it's it's a lot of this is interesting to me and you know rena made a point that i thought even though rena's like licking her lips about all this oh i hate it isn't it terrible it's slightly annoying because there are things that are being said, like what dorit was saying i uh, sorry what uh, what camille was saying about dorit like she doesn't have money her vo- her accent's fake. All of this is bullshit. And I think there's a kind of um, accuracy in that, even though if it's like super shady. And with Rinna, she's investing all of her shade, not in anyone else, mm-hmm. but in bringing down LVP. So she's going to defend Dorit more heavily, even though I'm sure she knows that the rumors are correct. I mean, she was there when Dorit was being followed by someone in the Bahamas who was saying, you owe hundreds of thousands of dollars or whatever to my friend. And then that about the husband. Right. And I know totally. And, and that going viral on Twitter, um, let alone other places. I think that, it doesn't look great for Rena that she's willing to ignore all of that in order to bring down um, a co-star, in order to bring down really the Queen Bee. Um, and it makes me wonder if Camille does come back full time that, you know, like Rena referencing like and saying you're like she's wishy-washy or whatever in a confessional. Camille doesn't forget stuff like that. Camille never forgot Dorit calling her a con and she is never going to forget Rena saying she's wishy-washy, which is an example of, I think, Rinna going so hard against LVP that she's making mistakes and these errors might catch up with her. Well, that's the problem. They're so, like, they're just salivating. They're foaming at the mouth over this. And it's so gross to watch. It is. I agree with you. It is gross to watch. I mean, Rinna saying that, I, like, had a note to myself. If Rinna said, if LVP knew, Teddy knew, which... We know she yeah. knew because she texted Dorit. Yeah, she said that last episode. Right. Too. And knew enough about their fractured relationship to tell Dorit, why didn't Lisa call Teddy and tell her to shut the fuck up? Instead, her staff inflamed it. I mean, that is a valuable, accurate statement. And it's a question that has been asked to LVP more than once about this whole Teddy new thing. And she, Lisa does not have a solid defense. Do you think we're being manipulated? Like, she purposely made mistakes to be like, oh, everyone's bullying me. I don't... I'm so sympathetic. I don't think so. I'm going through a lot. The reason I don't think so... I don't think so either, but it's fun to think about. It would be... It is totally fun to think about, but I don't think it's a real option because that would be going against 
her essentially consistent behavior since season one. And that's why this is so interesting. I mean, there are women that have done terrible things. Like Kelly Dodd is, can be like a monster. Like there are women that have done crazy things. Leanne has done crazy stuff. There Ramona will get to my God, a book should be written like the new, like mental health care handbook. There should be chapters devoted to Ramona Singer and her stinger. Um, But the thing with LVP is that she has seemingly been super consistent with rumors that this is what she does, that she tells women things to say and they agree to it. They're willing participants at the time because she is the star of the show. I almost don't even know if I'm actually if I actually believe that she's like, you should say this. I mean, what do you think? Tell me. What do you think? think she ever explicitly says that. I think they just talk about it off camera. And then everyone else gets so agitated that, like, since she planted the seed, then it comes out. And then it's like, oh, wait, did Lisa Vanderpump trick me? I mean... And if she is producing the show, I really... I mean, really, what else would the show be doing? I mean, I don't need to see Kyle in her fake store or taking Portia to whatever. I mean, mean, what would the show be if none of them would engage with drama? Well, I think it's less about from their perspectives engaging in drama and more about I let you manipulate me before and I'm not going to do it anymore and the reason I'm not going to do it anymore is because before happened and she's not willing to take any responsibility I mean Dorit saying at one point what did she say I'm just going to try to um she was like she didn't say I'm going to swallow it I mean listen um she said something like I'm just going to let it I forget the phrase that she said, but she, Dorit at one point was like, the only way to get over this is to like accept the fact in a really unhealthy mental health way that like this actually happened. With Lisa, I just think she did these things and certainly Teddy was not forthcoming from the jump because she knew that she acted inappropriately and she did that on per- I mean like that was a choice that she made talking about accountability you have to admit that like I did this for I did I I did not tell you the full story for a reason because oh, I fully respect that too first that like she said it in motion and two that she owned up to it yeah I yeah, t- yeah absolutely and I think that Lisa not giving an inch is costing her a mile she is not willing to say a single thing and I think she thinks it's because this whole thing and her side is a bit of a house of cards and it's going to come crumbling down and it's unfortunate I mean it's unfortunate for many reasons I think the Johns were totally willing participants I think this whole thing that whole scene at Vanderpump Dogs is a pretty good example of the groups of people that surround these women and having seen them in the wild, there are every single housewife has at least one like sycophant where there are these people that just tell them what they want and whatever, because they want to be near them. They want to be near the celebrity. They want to be near what they hope will be some sort of infusion of money. They might just love the show so much that they want to get a little piece, a little bite for themselves. And, Watching those guys who I'm sure are dedicated to like dogs and whatever. Absolutely. As is Lisa. There's no discounting that. Um, But also are not uncomfortable with carrying out whatever plot needs to be carried out. Yeah, they want, a, they want a part of the uh, Vanderpump Rules estate. Yeah, they do. They want a piece of the empire. And 
So it's sort of interesting to watch this because it's like, who's actually being victimized? Who's actually being, who's actually the villain in all of this? And ultimately knowing how it plays out, I mean, LVP walks off production. You know, the trailer for next week is this whole Radar Online element, which is interesting for me because when I first heard about this while they were filming, I thought the big issue was the Radar Online piece. Me too. I thought it was that, it was leaked to the press and that's what kicked it off. And then I was like said on, I'm sure I've said this on Andy's girls like, Oh, and the Adrian Malouf element and whatever, because she used to, she quote unquote sold stories to radar. Mm-hmm. And I don't believe she ever received money to it, but I do believe she did it to sell her story in theory. Absolutely. hundred yeah. percent. It is fun to think about her like getting a W nine though. <laughs> and it's really like, like a few weeks ago when she was like, I have 300 employees. Okay. I don't, and I'm like, yeah. 400. Oh yeah. Okay. And God two, forbid. 200 of them work at, uh, radar online yeah (laughs) it's totally true um but it's just kind of shocking to me because I really did think for a while that that was the story and that's why initially for me I was like oh my god my little bravo ears perked up because I thought that makes so much sense and is such a full circle moment Mm -hmm. so knowing that so much drama has happened just between these women is kind of amazing like now it's just gonna be a flood but I get it I mean you know LVP stands I was talking to a friend of the show James LaRosa about this because we text each other 24 7 and um and I said to him um or we were having a conversation about different Real Housewife fan groups and I said this on the show a couple weeks ago how there are certain typically OG standums where these people will go hard online. They will go harder than and meaner and crueler than any other groups. And they're always select people. I've seen it with some, sorry, and sorry, apologies, guys. This doesn't mean that all like super fans are like this. Obviously I'm a super fan and I haven't told someone's child to go you know, run off a cliff or whatever, but there are certain subgroups of fans and I've seen it with, um, Teresa Mm -hmm. over the years, Teresa's fans. I've seen it with Bethany's fans. I've seen it with, I'm like shaking my hand as I say this. I've seen that with Vicky ish. I can vouch for that. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) And I think the same can be said for LVP and watching the vitriol online of people who are essentially blind to what they're watching on TV. Not to say you have to agree with our perspective, but just to say that they go so hard that they're calling these women like whores, telling them to go fuck themselves, literally saying horrible things about their children. It's just, it's not a great defense to get that aggressive. And I don't think it does Lisa any good and Lisa Rinna has said in interviews you know that when people say this and that in years past usually the housewife involved you know um says something and it's like let's not go that far and Rinna's case was this year LVP is doing nothing of the sort she's liking certain tweets she's retweeting them hopefully not death threats I don't think she has but um She's not saying stop this. And I wonder if she's hoping in some way that as these episodes air, and she's said that she hasn't watched them. I don't know that I believe her. She might not have. Oh, I don't believe that for a second. Um, but she said that she hasn't, which gives her the um, ability to not have to respond to each episode. She doesn't know what aired. Um, but I wonder if she's 
not saying anything because she's hoping that her faithful fans will stay with her no matter what. And I don't know that she's wrong. I mean, look at the number of people that are online saying like, I believe her. She is the star. All of you are trash. She is the queen. You're all garbage. They're definitely going to stay with her. If she leaves like mid-production or mid-season and there's nothing else to add, why wouldn't you just stay with her? I mean, there's no other side of the story. How is there no other side to the story? Because she's not engaging with it. So they don't care. They're already like... We've moved on. Yeah, they're already blindly following. I don't I don't think a lot of people are going to watch and be like, oh yeah, she is terrible. I think the second she leaves, they will talk about it. Yeah. But it'll just move on to other things. And we'll have like a glimmer of what like next season will look like. It's interesting that they have so heavily hyped the victimization of LVP. And I've heard it from people too. I find that genuinely interesting because... There's something to be said for putting the main queen bee into that role. I mean, if you support Lisa and you feel like she's being victimized in this, and I see, I genuinely understand that perspective. It's interesting to me that that makes people go harder online. It also makes me wonder, I mean, there was that scene in there in the car at the end of the night when Lisa seems a little bit drunk which is my favorite lisa vanderpump Me too. that's the problem her and kyle are so much more fun when they're drunk they're they are so, never they drunk put down, i know they These need to drink a little bit drink. i know and they because they uh, want to perform they want to deliver and they're focused on it and sometimes he- so heavily focused in their perspectives that they don't want to open up but there was that moment in the car where lvp is like having a drunk giggle with kyle and she says something along the lines of like you know and teddy said we could just we don't have to deal with her like essentially like how dare she think that she has like the right to she said um that you know teddy said that like uh they could coexist and lvp's response was you should be so lucky bitch which by the way was a phenomenal moment and i loved lisa for it i thought it was amazing but it also was a little window into the fact that it's interesting that people are thinking lisa is the victim and she's the one saying like you know to borrow one of kelly ben simone's favorite um, phrases like I'm here and you're here like mm-hmm. I'm here you're done here it's interesting to me that she's able that she has the talent like I actually um, am I respect that that she has the ability to ride both sides of um, the story with this oh, I mean yeah. I think she that's has enorm- an enormous amount of self-control and it's really compelling to watch it's it self-control I feel like she's just I mean this in a positive way she is manipulative and she might also manipulate herself. Like she might believe she might know what she has done. She certainly surely knows what she's done, but she genuinely may believe that she's the victim in this. And she certainly believes that she's above Teddy. And I don't know that she's wrong about the latter. She's not. I mean, like Teddy's been on for two seasons. She's the accountability coach. I love her this season. I think she's so important. And her way of being like, essentially go fuck yourself. You were a shit to me and I'm not okay with just like LVP walked outside of Camille's 50th birthday party and was like, let's like bury the hatchet, move on. And Teddy was like, fuck you. No, like you said all this stuff. You made me look like a piece of shit. And I did stuff that wasn't right, but I'm not going to just walk away from this. Like that's not okay. And that's a different perspective to other people. Like Dorit is the one who is most affected by this, even though she's a piece of shit. And Dorit is like, I guess I just have to like, you know, move on because whatever, because she understands LVP's power. And Teddy's Dorit's not going to do that. Lisa Vanderpump's game. 
How so? Where she's just kind of like, oh, well, you know, I guess this is really about our relationship with Lisa or my relationship with Lisa. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of just like licking her wounds. Very, um, I'm such a victim. When really, I mean, yes, it's about Teddy and her little plan to throw Dorit under the bus and yeah. all that. But Dorit loves this. She's doing the same thing Lisa Vanderpump is. Mm-hmm. How? Wait, say a little bit more about that. Um, in the sense that she just, you know, less is more. Just a sad little car ride home. You know, I miss my friend. I hate she had to do this to me. Um, just, you know, mm-hmm. looking for sympathy. Yeah. Because she's been so unsympathetic for so long. She has And this been, is her in. Yeah, this is her in. That's a really good point. It went this from this awful woman, awful woman mm-hmm. took a dog, mm-hmm. stuck it in a basement, Mm-hmm. Allegedly. Allegedly, I mean, I don't know who, how that even came. I mean, to listen, be. I'm we've dying all seen to know basement. how. Like, it's <laughs> it's carpeted. It's fine. There's a bar. We've oh my seen god, it. I love it. I love it. Um, it, the dog was fine. I whatever. Mm-hmm. And then gave it to maybe a kill shelter, maybe not. Mm-hmm. That's pretty murky. Um, and it went from like, wow, what an asshole, to like, yeah, I guess like you know she was kind of like bullied and taken advantage of and. Yeah, it's sort of, I don't know if it's like the em- emancipation of Dorit Kensley. And she loves but it. Like, the heat's off her. She's she, sympathetic. I think she loves it. I think you're right. There's an element of that. I think she's also hurt. And she's trying to reckon with the fact that two people were conniving and strategizing against her and to shame her. And she has to continue filming with them. And one of them is a person that she's gone to bat for. I'm sure Lisa told her to do shit her first season. So she sacrificed for that. And now she's like, oh my God. And I still have to, I have to swallow it. Dorit's like essentially understanding the fact that she needs to swallow it in order to continue to have her place on the show. And I think it's probably an uncomfortable moment. I don't think so though. Not with Erica saddled up to her and given her legal counsel. You, know. you don't? I, I don't know that Erica is... I don't think that Dorit is recognizing that Erica is doing that to be a good friend. I think Erica is doing that because it's oh, the truth. Um, I Yes, because it's the truth. Mm-hmm. But also, I mean, if the end game wasn't to get rid of LVP, would she be there? I don't think so. Would I, Erica be... Yeah, no, no. I think yeah. that's true. I yeah. think that's I a good point. I don't think she would have gone to that photo shoot otherwise. Oh, totally. No, I think that's true. Um, Yeah, it's interesting. The roles and relationships on the show are I mean, they're changing because of this really working together yeah they're working together but it's also evolving in a certain way and that's why again for the 30th time I think Camille is so important next year because we need someone that disagrees and that takes a different stand I think that's so crucial okay moving on I okay, have wait. oh sorry oh, I yeah, have to me. say one thing yeah can we talk about Val Val Teddy's therapist taking a hike with her I can't How recognize her possible? as a therapist because she did not have a paper or pen there was no recording. I mean, I know it was being filmed, yeah. obviously. But she, I'm sorry. I'm obsessed with this. When she's like, you know, Val just really gets me when I need to talk. Like, we'll go for a hike. We'll she's go. a friend well, who Venmo's. What the fuck happens I when know. the hour's up? I know. She turns around and heads down Runyon. She's like, bye, Teddy. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't understand. How does that work? No, that's a really good point. I don't know. It's she's. It's more of like. And it's Beverly Hills. The rules are different. But... Right. I think that maybe life coaches call themselves therapists. Yeah. I didn't look at her as a therapist. Or also maybe she's like a licensed therapist or whatever the fuck. And that's just genuinely how it is in L.A. I think Teddy Venmo's her $50 and Val's just a woman that she talks at. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know I um, give my therapist a copay with Venmo and I've started using emoji? Like I've gone to her for long enough that instead of saying thank you every week with the same copay, I now use emoji. I feel like that's a real growth of our relationship. It's okay, but are you walking around Central Park? I wish I was. 
I wish that there were options. And she's like vaguely listening. I wish that I could be like, okay, Amy, time for therapy. Let's go to Bergdorf. So I'm in a safe space and like go to the second floor and try on some shoes. That would be amazing. But, you know, uh, probably a a real life therapist would be like, awesome. Let's not do that. This is a medical whatever. And you should be in my office sitting in a um, sofa chair. Yeah. Dr. Amador would not Dr. Amador would be like, how dare you? This is a very sensitive, delicate. He would report her. He would report yeah. her. I'm sure he would ask for a camera crew before that reporting took place. Yeah, he'd be like, can we do this on a boat? I mean, <laughs> <laughs> the boat is rocky. Speaking of boats and all things New York, we need to take a little time to talk about Real Housewives of New York, which is your favorite it franchise, is my favorite. which is the correct answer. Um, I have a satchel from Sarah, who, by the way, shout out to Sarah. You spell your name correctly with an H, as it should be spelled, in Washington, D.C., and it was a perspective that I thought was really interesting. She sent um, like a note and a half, like so I pieced them together. Uh, so this is a satchel of gold from Sarah in D.C., just listen to your podcast from Saturday. I'm newly sober. Congratulations, Sarah. Yeah, congrats, Sarah. congrats. And think the ladies are being really terrible to Luann. I'm sure it is annoying for people to hear her telling other people they have drinking problems, but new AA converts are like that. You just feel so much better than you used to, and you realize that alcohol is a poison. You want everyone to feel this good. A couple more thoughts. Does Luann have a sponsor? That's really important. It would suggest she's taking it seriously, not that it's anyone's business. She's absolutely right to stay away from Dorinda and Ramona. And I wish Ramona had respected that boundary. And I hope Luann leaves. Ooh, I don't know. Leaves what? Um, or distances herself from R. She's absolutely right that she doesn't need to see Ramona and that her number one priority is her sobriety. I hope the producers are not making her do this. Just my two cents. Love you. Love the podcast. First off, Sarah, just congrats to you. That's amazing. And congrats to you on um, uh, your con- continued growth and wellness. Um, we are both giving you love. Um, but here's, that's the question. I mean, I think it's a question about how does this work when you're new to sobriety and are choosing to, for professional reasons, put yourself into a situation with people who can be triggering. And Ramona is like the world's number one trigger. And also, why aren't the women being more sensitive and understanding that even if they get annoyed that Luann might say, you know, I learned this, this, and this, that it's because she's so focused on her program. I think they remember Luann as the woman who is class with the countess, who's going to tell you this is how life should be lived and I know all. And that's translating for them into when Luann says, be careful or, you know, you're turning or whatever, they think that that means she's full of shit. I mean, there's a lot there. I know. I don't know where to start. Well, um, let's start with... Do you want to start with Dorinda, Ramona? Let's start with Dorinda. What do you think of Dorinda's reactions to Luann's sobriety and um, uh, need for a conversation about Dorinda's behavior? Uh, Not a fan. I don't think the approach is good. I don't Whose think approach? Dorinda's. Okay. I don't think that she necessarily has a problem with uh, Luann's sobriety. Mm-hmm. 
but I do think she has a problem admitting that she did anything bad. I think she has a problem with Luann's sobriety, to be honest. Not to be like a complete dick. I think she has a problem with the fact that Luann is sober and is admitting that she really had a problem and is sort of admitting, sort of, she's not fully admitting it, but sort of admitting that she wasn't necessarily as sober as she communicated previously. Sure, but I think the real problem, at least for Dorinda, what she says on the show, is that Luann got sober Mm -hmm. and as such was like, yeah, no, I'm sober now, but like Dorinda's not and kind of pivoted to that or included it in things. Mm -hmm. And that's a trigger for her. That's a big trigger for Dorinda. Yeah, I think introspection in any way is an enormous trigger for Dorinda Medley. Absolutely. Um, Yeah, because I... That's what she says on the show. She says uh, Luann's been bad-mouthing her. She's been talking, talking about, about her, her in the, the cabaret. She said, I just put up an Insta poll um, right before we recorded. I want to see where we are, where I asked, is it inappropriate for Luann to bring up Dorinda and her cabaret? And yes, 42%, no, 58%, which is not exactly a landslide. I'm a no. I'm a You're a no that it's um, not inappropriate. It's on camera of her heckling. It's I on think camera a throwaway of her- line about like, is oh, Dorinda's back there destroying my dresses. Like, that's funny. Take a joke. Right. And also, if Luann is making jokes about Dorinda, listen, Luann, so amazing that she's had this success as a cabaret star. And it is true success financially, creatively, whatever. But, you know, footnote, life's not a cabaret. Well, I <laughs> <laughs> can't wait for that moment. Um, but also, people are going to the show because it's Luann de Lesseps. Not just Luann de Lesseps who likes to sing, but Luann de Lesseps of the Real Housewives of New York. So you're going to feed chum to a shark. When you have audiences who are filled with rabid housewives, and we've both gone to her, housewives fans, and we've both gone to her show, you are going to talk about stories that they are engaged in. You want these audiences to leave happy. If Luann came, if Luann's cabaret show was literally hashtag Luann and friends and it was sassy Broadway stars and then Luann singing standards and calling it a night, it would be problematic. And I don't know how many performances she would have. But Luann has found success because she has been able to monetize performing as not only a performer but as a real housewife and that is she's going to people's towns she's going to people's cities and she's live and that is what um has charmed so many people so when you say how dare she talk about me in my show it's like uh, about me in her show it's like well half of these women have written books I mean just because Sonia didn't talk about you in her cab or last I mean look how well that went you know like there is you go and watch what happens and you talk about these people I mean I know that's different because you're publicizing for the network the show that you're on but I feel like this is a part it's a part of the game Yeah, it's a non-issue it that's why we're here right that's why she's there that's why we're here yeah it doesn't make any sense um what do you think about um what do you think about Ramona's behavior this week Oh, it's despicable. It's really terrible. And I mean, we've seen it all from Ramona, but Mm -hmm. like, you know, now she's like tapping the earth's crust, you know? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's it's sort of like Ramona's. There are no depths. There's There's, no, there's there's no no bottom. There's no bottom for Ramona. I gasped when she said that line about Dennis. But to be honest, that wasn't. I'm not going to say that was the worst moment of the show for her, of the episode for her, because she seemed so focused on 
addiction shaming Luann. She was trying to say, I think it was Barbara Kay, this is how an addict talks. They say blah, blah, blah. Because she's so uninformed, but she's loud and aggressive. And somewhere in her life, she decided that that was enough. And then that was a level of education. And she has confused volume with emotional intelligence. Yes. And it is... It is upsetting to watch, not in a way where I was talking to a friend about this um, who was like, "I she needs to leave the show. She needs to be off. And I was like, no, the person that has the most job security of any housewife on any franchise is Ramona Singer, MD, because mm-hmm. she is a she has a doctorate, PhD, a doctorate in like being a fucking Looney Tune. But she's important. But it's also you look at her behavior when she was talking about. Here's the thing with Luann. Luann has the right when it comes to that Chris Birch party. um. Luann has the right to say, I didn't behave that way that night. And Barbara Kay has the right to say, I was with her, she didn't. That doesn't, however, mean that Luann doesn't have a significant addiction problem. And she may well have been misbehaving all over town, which it sounds like she was, and asking for millions of dollars and behaving very erratically and in a manic phase. It's okay for Luann to say that's not true. It's not okay for Ramona to say, well, she's a sloppy drunk mess, so how do we believe her? It's okay. I think it's appropriate for Luann to hold Ramona accountable, and it's also appropriate for Luann to remember that even if she wins on this argument, it doesn't mean that there was a serious problem, and it doesn't mean that she wasn't like misbehaving. I thought that was like the first, that was the preview for me that this was going to be a difficult episode for Ramona. It was a little difficult for everyone. I mean, I felt bad for Lou, but she really, and I understand the triggers and you, you don't want to put yourself in that mindset. You don't want to engage with it. Mm -hmm. But I mean, she was already on the offensive and then unfortunately, you know, that's all Ramona needs. Then she's running with it. Yeah. Ramona sort of tiptoeing to her with that fucking insane body language and face. And like Ramona goes from yelling at you or not really so much yelling, but like snapping at you and saying terrible things to going into like, I'm going to talk to you like I'm a special education teacher with a second grade class where she goes like, oh, well, what I was thinking is this where it's like, it's the voice of someone who's caring and understanding, yeah, but it's coming. Yeah, her head coming, voice is like, be human, be human, Right, be her human. head voice is being be human, but it's like a subversion of actual yeah. humanity. It's the human that she probably sees on TV, but isn't actually yeah. real. Like, she's performing the act of something that she doesn't entirely understand. I have to tell you, though, I mean, what she, this was a bad episode for her. But I love watching her do those things, especially. Oh, of course. Especially I'm going to say, let's say hypothetically, she realizes she did wrong. And next week we get a, a t- new beginning. Yes. Yeah. I love Ramona's new beginnings. Where I lo- she, uh, totally. Where she, you know, takes a weekend and she's like, you know what? I thought about it. And, you know, I, I guess I shouldn't make fun of you for being an alcoholic because like I Googled it and that's a problem. No, absolutely. It's a disease. It's it, she says it out loud like it, it's, it's being disease. said. She <laughs> like, said it out loud like she'll say it out loud like it's being said for the very first yeah. time and it's like she's yeah. having an aha moment. But for her it is. It it's, is, but it's always like, you know, oh, like she missed that day in like kindergarten where it's like, oh, we share. She also has the memory of a newt. So she's going to forget this ever happened and is going to continue to, on yeah. making terrible decisions. I mean, it's interesting that Ramona and Sonia specifically are the two women when they go on vacations who are the absolute biggest monsters to staff. I mean, like Sonia, um, 
They've so, gotten better though. So when uh, I mean like because they didn't freak out over rooms and they got, you know, That's Tiffany. Progress, and our, that is progress. I mean, let's not forget we used to spend like 30 minutes an episode I just know, room selection it. process. I loved it. <laughs> um, but she's they are women who are very demanding. And I just think if anyone else behaved the way they did at that clam bake, where you set a timer, you understand that your friend is choosing not to go to this clam bake. You set a timer so you can make a cameo and come back, but you decide to treat this person's event like a takeout restaurant where you come in for 30 minutes your friend makes a, you know, Barbara K makes this generous thing of like, oh, you should bring Dorinda. You can bring Dorinda back, whatever. She's the one that initiated it. But because she was a hostess, she was being nice. She didn't think these women were going to leave before the actual dinner lobster experience had commenced. And then you decide you need to take all this food with you, refuse to eat it with the person who paid for it and pretend it's for Dorinda, but it's really because you wanted to bring trays of stuff back for yourself. I mean, that's what Sonia was fighting for. It wasn't so Dorinda was fed. It was so Sonia could eat steak and lobster. I'll be honest with you. I would never in a million years do that, ever. Of course. Ever. I mean, it's disgusting. Yeah. However. Yeah. I don't have a problem with it whatsoever. You don't have a problem watching it because it's so entertaining or what? Um, Well, okay. Full disclosure, since high school, I have been like in the summer doing clam bakes. Like you host them? Yeah, like event planning. Wait, so, you like you organize them for other people or you invite yeah, friends over? Yeah, like I show up at someone's house with a giant Oh my God, that's so cute. Oh, I love that. Um, So that behavior is so like par for the course of those things that I was like, yep, sounds about right. They're pro- yeah. Like people show up to clam bakes and they, I sh- I'm from New England. I should know they're oh, from yeah, Rhode Island. The, yeah. They just show up, they take some clams and call it a day. Yeah, they're like, um, I'd love to stay, but I have to go. I mean, they, they, they. <laughs> This company you order by meal, so you, you have your head count and right. bring exact that's, numbers, and that's super expensive. So if you if you're coming, you know, of course it's their lobster they can leave, and that's like their right. But but this is I, not that. This is a filmed but event. Still, I mean, what it's they Barbara took like four K. lobster tails and some. Clams they took and a huge bag of shit back, and I, they made it mm. seem like it was because poor little Dorinda needed dinner. When it's like poor little Dorinda decided that she wasn't going to attend this event because she refused to own up to anything with Luann. Like, ultimately, it wasn't that Dorinda wasn't invited. It's the 30 minutes of it all that kills me. Because in the car on the way, it seemed like they had an excellent plan. It was like, okay, 30 minutes, the timer goes off. Then we pivot to here. We're going to stay one hour. Right. But they only stayed half an hour. Right. So that that's really the killer for me. But And Tinsley was mortified, which I I love. Let's not pretend these people, like, have $22 in their bank account. They have all the money in the world. Who cares if they... I mean, it's rude, but, like... You invite Ramona and Sonia over if you don't think that they're leaving with their pockets stuffed with lobster tails. Yeah, I know. You know them. You know their Whether creatures. it's a power no, play. I mean, for point. Sonia, it's dinner. but And that's fine. That's lovely. But I, was anyone surprised by that? I wasn't. No, that's a good point. I, 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 meanwhile, was slightly surprised. You know, I'm a recovering Bethany Superstan. Okay. And her we, outfit, which was terrible. Oh, sorry. Her, well, yeah. I, I kind of was like into her hair because it wasn't like well, overly it was wet. She said she was in the water. Not in the initial scenes, her hair was in a braid. When she showed up at Barbara Kay's house, she was like, sorry, I oh, just yeah, got yeah, out of the yeah, water. Yeah. No, I loved I it. Good. I thought it was like natural. Yeah, I thought she looked really good. Um, but she this... was also dressed for Dubai. So. Yeah, she was yeah. dressed for Dubai. That's a good point. She was dressed for Atlantic City. Um, I 
was really into her this episode. Oh, she was. Yeah. Her she and was, Tinsley, they need to hang out. Yes. She and Tinsley hanging out. That was phenomenal. Um, we had no issue with this is a crisis. Of course, I'm not like a monster. I thought that was great. Um, her talking about Dennis, I thought was really impactful and personal. And her responding to Luann going at Ramona by sitting back and watching it happen and not chewing Ramona alive took so much emotional maturity and just like that little she took a little bit of a separation and then she did the whole making fun of Ramona and and it was I just genuinely laughed my ass off and I was like oh this is the Bethany that I miss and the Bethany that I didn't think was possible to return back where she feels like a human it's not about skinny girl red it's not about her money and her YSL and her Hermes it's about just a woman just like making jokes that don't feel mean that are genuinely funny I do wish, though, a little bit that she had said something in that moment. Just because I feel like we would I have to some of the tension. I hear you. I think if there's anyone that Ramona responds to, it's Bethany. But I think that Bethany can't really say a little to Ramona. Oh, no. It would. So yeah. if it had been Dorinda fucking up, there would be no issue. But it was Ramona. And you don't do a little Ramona. Like. Yeah. It's, it's good that she didn't put Luann on the spot, make her uncomfortable. Yeah, and I think it's also good that she allowed Luann to continue having control of the situation and not trying to usurp it in any way. Like she, it was Luann's fight to be fought, and Bethany was there, was aware of it, was like, I'm sure, shitting a brick on the inside, dying. And then as soon as Ramona left, she like had you know, her fun, like mimicry sass. And I thought it was, I thought it was great. I also was really proud of Sonia's reactions. Sonia's doing great. Sonia's doing great. Good for you, Sonia. Good for you with that paper magazine photo shoot, which is a real magazine. It is an actual real magazine. Those photos are something, but I am actually really into them. Oh yeah. She looks like an alien. I'm here for it. She looks a little bit those glasses those Kim K glasses yeah very high fashion so so high fashion and probably how remote how uh, Sonia thinks she looks day to day I mean I wish that she hadn't made a deal with the devil where she would wear her collection to every event because I think it would be nice to see her in a different look though I mean do we okay I do like her clothes I mean I would never order them because it would be like you know, here's $600. I mean, allegedly I might they, get something in three months. It's not going to be Right. That's the tags. thing. Allegedly, they take six weeks and they do not come with tags. It's going to be previously worn. Oh, God. It probably is. Yeah. It's going to come from like Carol's Poshmark closet somehow. She's going to have gone over to Carol's house and like swiped a sweater and then sold it on remote, on Sonia.com. Um, wow. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot there. I, I was just kind of. I was appreciative of the fact that in the moment, not just in her confessionals, but in the moment, Sonia and also Tinsley both said, you can't say that about Dennis. Like Ramona literally said, how smart can Dennis be? He was on drugs. Like that is. Yeah, that's that's like something my grandmother would say. Because your grandmother's like. An asshole. No. Oh, OK. <laughs> yeah. Is that what it is? Well, I. You know what? There's such a like flippancy. Yeah. In saying something like that. It's and just... such a like ignorance such a like oh well like I can connect the dots right you know and that's the problem is especially when you think about her saying that about Dennis and also her response to Luann yeah you know Ramona just that doesn't register to her no totally you know the idea of addiction or and the idea of addiction being something that is uh she thinks of addiction as um a moral failure. failure yeah 
100%. She thinks of it as a choice that someone is... Which is also the definition of being white trash, just so that we're clear. Well, she does admit that she is. that's what Aviva said. It's a great I mean, moral failure. Listen, um, she made she tweeted after the fact and said... Um, I cringed when I saw what I said about Dennis in tonight's episode. It definitely wasn't one of my finer moments. I respected and liked him very much and sincerely apologized to his family and Bethany for my thoughtless comments. So, you know, that's that's life on the Ramona coaster. I'm very excited for the reunion. <laughs> I'm very excited for the reunion. I'm very excited for the next moment that Bethany is on Watch What Happens because it's going to get oh, discussed yeah. repeatedly. I'm surprised she didn't respond to it in real time. And maybe she I did because I don't follow her no i looked at her twitter and i didn't see anything um yeah i gave it a glance on wednesday but i yeah i looked i think on thursday and i hadn't seen anything she did though so luann tweeted something that said of course when she was watching the app or whatever that said of course ramona's shoving lobsters into her shopping bag hashtag lobster gate and ramona responded and said actually barbara gave them and i did not want to take them but sonia did you never remember anything correctly. I think that's less a dig about like addiction. Yeah, and you more, do well because for years before. Yeah, Luann would lie. Yeah, she's yeah. always Luann. The pirate, yeah. whatever Luann's else. Truth is what Luann thinks it is. Right. Yeah. That I think it's a combination. I think that sometimes Ramona reacts from the gut, and hers is leaky and it's not in great shape i'm willing to give her some leniency on that one it's not regardless because i can just hear her saying it like oh you never remember anything yeah i think she i hear you i also think she has absolutely no ability to truly empathize with someone and i am surprised that she said this knowing how you know the other ways that she reacts in the episode i am surprised that she in any True. way is attempting to fight back when i think she should maybe take one for the team it makes me less willing to say yeah like luann does lie you know mm-hmm. because yeah. it's true you're totally right Lu- luann does lie but i feel like in this context i just think it's ramona i'm sticking up for uh some really not great things i'm realizing <laughs> <laughs> Which I love. I mean, I think that's great. I think it was a great episode. I don't know what that if Did I you, though, I I wasn't that big on it. I think I was I thought I was coming here to talk about explosive, <laughs> amazing things. And then, you know, I think it was great in the sense that things that happened and I was appreciative it was and like it's kicking the teeth. Yeah, I think it was like it was things happened and I was appreciative of that because this has been a rocky start for New York. I have to say something controversial. Tell me everything. Okay. I think first and foremost that the work that Bethany does through Be Strong and Delivering Good is fantastic. Okay. I think it is essential. Yep. I love that she's doing it. I yep. love that she's positioning it through the lens of like Dennis and yep. really. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So we're clear on that. So we got your turn, your disclosure disclaimer, yes, my disclaimer before. My editor's note. Yeah, um, I'm into it. <laughs> did not need to see it this week. Didn't. Had, oh yeah, had sure. no purpose this episode. But and I, it was only added, I think, for padding so that we could get that to be continued. 
Oh, and I was I, so mad. That is an excellent point. I totally agree with you. I also think similar to LVP and dogs and um, what and Yulin in years past. I think that Bethany and her contract or conversations is like, this is what I want my focus to be on. You're going to film a fucking ton of me at Skinny Girl and you're going to do a lot of my charity work and I'll give you some other shit. Like I'll be And that's on, great. Yeah. I have no problem with that whatsoever. But it wasn't necessary. It oh wasn't necessary. God. I was so mad. I totally agree with you. It wasn't necessary. It was a sweet moment and then we're going to continue yeah. on and it made sense tied with Dennis. I and I totally agree with you and I'm sure that that was a part of it for filler I think that I am I have been nervous about this season because I do continue to think it was a mistake not to have Carol back I understand that it may have been a little bit of a liability liability issue if Bethany truly said like I will not film with her I get that but I still think we had so much fire burning Mm -hmm. in that season that it is just kind of like people are trying to figure out where to go next. And I think that the Luann Dorinda stuff is interesting. And we saw a lot about it last season. And I think one of the reasons this is continuing is because they didn't get to have it out on the reunion. Like Luann wasn't there. Luann was going through her stuff and whatever. That's true. I never even thought about that. I think this is the reason that it's continuing and is so uncomfortable is because Dorinda ordinarily would have been forced to confront Lou and be confronted at the reunion and she didn't have that opportunity and she might have been grateful in the moment for it but I think now she's like oh shit like because they would have gotten past it in some way and allegedly now in real life they're okay like they've been working on their on their friendship and I think that's great I wonder how many episodes we're going to have of this before we go in a different direction what's going to happen next obviously something happens with Lou and yeah I think that I think it's going to take some time I think that something happens with Lou and Bethany that we'll see obviously yes which is going to be impactful but I hope it's not I hope it's not just like this kind of stuff for the full season and then like a wackadoo vacation like Oh, New York I, is. I'm ready for the wackadoo vacation. I'm ready for the wackadoo vacation, but I don't want it to just be that. And I think the problem is last season was so spectacular mm-hmm. that I just was like chomping at the bit for this season. And I'm so happy for it. And I enjoy New York. And even if it's like a softer episode, I still really do enjoy it. And I thought this episode was the best so far this season. Yeah. But I also admit that it's a low bar right now. Yeah. For I'm, New York. I'm never not enjoying myself when I'm watching New York. I mean, not a lot happened this week, but I mean... Sonia, so many great lines. I mean, these women are just so terrific that I could watch them for hours. I think New York, New York should be on like The Bachelor in like three hour chunks three times a week. Oh my God, God bless. And like an after the final yeah, rose. I think those I mean, trips actually, should be released theatrically. Watch what happens is sort of like after the final rose where it's like, oh yeah, he's the whatever the guy's name is, Chris something or other. I mean, so like not a lot's happening at the clam bake. I mean, eventually something did happen, but in the meantime, we... My favorite line of the episode. I'm not. What'd she say? Um, I, I'm not going to leave the lobsters. That's not who I am. Oh, my God. <laughs> uh, terrific. It's so good. It's so, so good. So, listen, we haven't talked about Atlanta. Tell the listeners what you did to prepare for AG today. Okay. So, I did not watch Atlanta as it aired this season. Okay. And that was a big mistake because I got a DM from Sarah inviting me to come on to this <laughs> podcast. And I was like, oh, yeah, sure, of course. Then that hit me. And I watched 18 episodes in probably a little bit over 24 hours. Oh, my God. And so it's, been a, it's been a real whirlwind. I just watched one on the train the last one. <laughs> oh, my God. So I want to close off. I'm so sorry that you. But look at your dedication. It was worth it. It, it was, was worth it. Really, okay. People have kind of knocked this season. But yeah. 
I'm not bored. I was not bored. And I, I think they really got a nice middle ground this season of going on trips. They've been leaving the men out of it, mm-hmm. which is, I think, so essential to this. So essential. I hate the men of Atlanta. No, I, yeah, they're not great. Although I, I do like Todd. I like Todd a lot and I like I'm elements warm- of Greg, although I'm nervous for Nini. I'm warming up to Todd. Yeah, he's interesting. I don't love him um, generally, but, okay. you know, a few episodes ago when um, Candy, it really hit home for her when she was like, you know what, I'm not going to talk about you and Dennis mm-hmm. to Portia mm-hmm. because if he makes you feel that way people said the same thing about Todd right and I know that the past is in the past whatever mm-hmm. they mm-hmm. can say what they want to say but this person makes me feel like this way mm-hmm. and that's mm-hmm. all that matters so if that's what you're saying congrats I'm sorry no I think I yeah I think that's a good point I also love that um Candy and Portia aren't fighting and that mm-hmm. even when Everyone's Nini, like getting along. Every pretty much everyone's getting along. That's going to end shortly yeah. because Cynthia's fifty-two cent is going to have a party. Kenya's going to show up, and Nini loses her mind, and yeah. that's the downfall of her friendship with most of these women. But um, there's oh sorry to cut no, you off, but please. there's just a good balance this season of just everyone gets a little piece of the pie. It's centered around mm-hmm. Nini, but there's no it's not Lucy physical. Lucy apple juice. There's right. nothing. There's no one anchor. We're right. kind of free floating. We're getting. Cynthia dating, but it's not anywhere near as obnoxious as it was in the past. Yeah. No Um, No bueno. I, the past few seasons have just been, and it's always great. Like New York, I love the women. They are constantly entertaining. Mm -hmm. Um, But I found Atlanta to be a little bit listless, just a little, you know, okay, yeah, here's what we're going to do. And it would have moments of greatness, but it was never like a through line Mm -hmm. for me. And so you're really enjoying this season. Yeah, I'm really enjoying it. I like Shamari. I like she just pops up drunk every, oh Yeah. Oh, my God. Her sloppiness that, is so annoying to me. You know what? I'm happy that... I mean, She's everyone's so kind of Sony on Atlanta, but like... Yeah? A little bit. Because they have fun. Like, they're... they're they have fun, of, but they are a lot smarter than... Sorry to Sonia. Yeah. Oh, Sonia's no. fun and but kooky, but these like women are... Just bubbly personality for the most part. They're lighter. They they're can having have li- fun. Yeah, yeah. They, can, they can have true... There, it's not Beverly Hills where it's like, okay. Oh, no, God. where everything is serious and well, severe. Well, it's one o'clock, so we have, right. uh, okay, 15 minutes of split time. Or you know. Jersey, which can get Kyle, just intense helicopter quick. helicopter hair. You know, like. <laughs> um, so I have a satchel from Wendy in Baton Rouge um, that I think is important to say. Wendy in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. First, let me say I'm obsessed with your podcast. Obsessed. Oh, Wendy. Hello. Um, I wanted to weigh in on your thoughts of Real Housewives of Atlanta being boring, which I said on a past um, mm-hmm. AG. As an African-American woman, it's been refreshing to see them shade the hell out of each other, but still have fun and not let it go too far. This has been one of my favorite seasons, probably because they feel normal for once and mm-hmm. not like characters. Lastly, on one of your podcasts, you insinuated or stated that Tanya probably had that Havachi kitchen thing built just for the show, or it wasn't at her house normally. Her boyfriend slash fiance slash life partner, whatever he is, has a lot of money. I think she's probably living more comfortably than most of the women on that show, just food for thought. First off, Wendy, I think that's such a good point. And I also think um, that this is a really important perspective to hear, Mm -hmm. especially because Atlanta has become this show that is so fun and bright and so spots, but also so it can get dark and it can get physical in ways Mm -hmm. that wouldn't necessarily be on like New York, for example, aside from, you know, Ramona's throwing a plastic glass at Kristen, Kristen Takeman while she's like in a lake somewhere. Um, I think that's interesting to see, to get Wendy's perspective and also, have a season where they're kind of like settling but not in a negative way where they're just um 
going through life. Like there's super serious stuff going on with Nini. Nini, I think, is going to completely self-sabotage her relationships when Kenya, the idea of Kenya and the visual of Kenya gets thrown into the mixed, midst and mixed. And um, I think that, yeah, I, I can hear Wendy's side in this. Yeah. And I think it's interesting. Oh, I love this season. I completely agree with her. Um, there's just such a lightness to it. And yeah. it's so easy because they are friends. Yeah. They do like each other. Yeah. For the most part. And I and, think Portia is such an important part of that. And I love when they just like break each other's balls. Oh, totally. They are constantly ripping on each other and they yeah. can all take it. I think that this season, that this episode was important. I thought that those flashes during... Um, America's Next Top Model, Eva's wedding, and then flashbacks to Nini's second matting. Yeah, that was that tough. That was tough stuff. Nini's speech, which was like chicken soup for the soul meets Wikipedia meets like a last dash Google meets a Twitter hashtag of yeah. like, love each other, talk, fight, then make up. Guys, thanks so much. Congratulations and good night was rough. I don't remember who said it, if it was Candy or 52 Cent was like, you know what? It was fine understanding the place she was in. Like she got through it. Yeah, Yeah. Cynthia. Cynthia was like, she got through it. What were we expecting? Um, You know, like in in a not judgmental way, just saying, acknowledging the fact that it wasn't necessarily from the heart, but it's because her heart is so filled with so much right now. Mm -hmm. It would be unrealistic or potentially like unkind to have her open up. I love this season. You do. She's so raw. And it's a little bit like the Lisa Vanderpump thing. Mm-hmm. Not exactly. Mm-hmm. But to see these, um, oh God, how to say it? Um, like these flagships, these like these tough like titans. lighthouses. Yeah. yeah. Like these titans. Yeah. Just reveal a side of themselves. that we Vulnerability. Yeah, exactly. Just LDP has never been vulnerable. Oh my God, I'm turning into Ramona. I'm like, what's the word for like <laughs> when you're sad? I mean... <laughs> She doesn't know. She doesn't feel it. And you're like going through things. Yeah. Um, Yeah. But I love it. I really do. I think that's interesting. I I wish it wasn't happening to her. No, I know. You know, and I love that the other women are there for her. No, there's no Ramona like in the background being like, yeah, I'm so happy. Like, I think that the other women are there for her in such a way that they are willing to just give her what she needs. Mm -hmm. If she explodes on them and says, you're not supporting me and they know that they are, but they just need her to feel like she can be angry at something and they're willing to take it for the team. Exactly. Both Candy and Portia did that in such a kind and generous and loving way. And I know it's going to get fucked up with Nini's pathologies about Kenya and um, competition, whatever. But in the moment, I thought that was just such a beautiful um, scene to see. And I loved that it was uh, Portia and Candy, you know, just being like, it's okay. Like, we yeah. get it. Like, it took Candy, I think, a second. And then she was like, it's okay. Like, and Nini did fuck up. Portia was totally right to say, you know, you told me that I that being physical is wrong and Nini's not at a place right now where she can acknowledge or take responsibility for it. Who knows why she flipped out. She referenced the fact that it was not just her closet. It was Greg's, which makes me think there's more to the story there, but regardless. Well, okay. Can we talk about her germ? Uh, sorry. Germophobia. Nini's. Yeah. Her newly developed. I, I get it. Greg is sick. You don't want, you know, anything in the house, but when, yeah. Okay. So when they go to Japan, she wants yeah. everyone to take their shoes off before they go into her hotel room. Okay. Fine. Um, but if you notice when he's trying to go into her closet, um, the I, cameraman is, yes. Okay. All the cameramen have scrubs on, on their, their feet. Yes. Yeah. 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 
I don't I don't know where this came from. I'm very intrigued by it. You think it's maybe because of Greg's cancer? Or you think that Nini is a germaphobe and we haven't known? Or you think it's well, newly developed she, or what? Okay, she infers that she's a germaphobe. And uh-huh. she said it a few times throughout the season. Okay. Um, especially when, um, oh my God, uh, Shamari throws up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I Disgusting. Mean, no one wants to yeah, yeah. in their house. No, and never. also, Nini's house is so white, it like barely registers on film. Yeah. It's, ve- <laughs> <laughs> it's very hard to get like the logistics of her house. Totally. Um, Unlike Barbara Kay, who was like, um, I don't know, taupe and oh like, my made, god, built so that bad, a guitar on the wall is um, upsetting. Yeah, it's very, oof. yeah. Um, but yeah, I was really struck by that because I was like, has Nini always been a germaphobe? I'm sure it's to do with Greg's illness, first of all, and second of all, everything that happened with um Kim and the roaches. Right, I think it's that. I think or there's also, you know, there was a satchel that I read last week of someone saying like maybe it's cuz he moved out. It's interesting that in this episode she referenced the fact that it was also his closet and also said like maybe he maybe we're going to separate, maybe we're not. Um could be a coincidence, might not be, but um I you know, I think you made some good points. Um as did Wendy and Baton Rouge. And I think that, you know, there are things that we should be thankful for when it comes to um, this season of Atlanta. Guys, the Potomac trailer um, premiered. It was amazing. I'm going to recap it next week on the 100th app. If you want to, um, did you read Rinna's blog? Yes. If you want to get a hilarious. solid yes. laugh, read Rinna's blog, which is phenomenal. Um and um, if you want to participate in the Andy Awards, surely you do. Um, slide into my DMs, comment on photos, vote in Insta stories are going to be ongoing until the end of next week when we um, hold the 100th episode Andy's Girls Awards show, The Andy's Extravaganza, which I'm so excited about. Um, follow Jordan Valu on Twitter. Yes, Twitter and Instagram. It's Valu Who, V-E-I-L-L-E-U-X-W-H-O. Love it. Follow me on Twitter at Sarah Galley, Instagram at Dame Galley. My birthday is next week. Oh my God. Happy early birthday. Thank you so much. 27 again. Can you Just believe in time for it? The <laughs> I know it's just unbelievable. Um, if you want to do your lady pal, uh, uh, um, a great little birthday gift, um, Venmo me a dollar in the name of your favorite housewife. Um, love all of you who have Venmo me so far. So appreciative. We, we Trey bien. And, um, guys, this was so fun. Jordan, Thank you so much. I feel like you've really opened a lot of doors for conversation. Really? Oh, well, I, I hope so. I mean, it was, I, I had a great time. It's a little and out of my element. I felt like I was running around the house drunk, just slamming doors. But. Well, that's kind of, that is the Andy's Girls element. That I'm, is our, uh, that is our fifth element. So yeah, there we go. I'm excited. You know, today was $1,000 a plate. It here. was, yeah. which guys, I need to talk about that next week. Yeah. So do. that is some fun I'm going to send you a voice memo. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> please do guys love all of you um can't wait to hear your thoughts on um the size of denise richards now husband's penis and so many other things who do you think is a bigger dick aaron johnson or ramona singer ramona because it hurts really (laughs) (laughs) and on that note guys um love all of you can't wait to kiki with you soon episode 99 you guys we've come so far um can't wait to kiki with you again next week okay bye